Everyone have their phones off? No. I turned mine on mute during the movie. Alright. Hmm. This doesn't feel like it's loud enough. That's weird. My audio levels are weird. Oh well. Have a do-over? No, it looks like it's working, but technical difficulties and everything. Alright. So everyone make I, sure that, everyone make have... sure you project a bit. Okay, I'm not having difficulty. Okay. <clears throat> Hi everyone. I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. I'm Grandpa. And welcome to the 1977 Academy Awards. We're almost to Star Wars, everyone. Yay! Uh, this is If I Ran the Oscars, where we take a look at one movie from each year the awards were on TV. We look at a category it won for, plus three others chosen at random. And we talk about the full breadth of filmmaking. And this year, boy howdy, it's taken us 25 plus episodes and we finally rolled Best Picture. We finally did. That, I was amazed. I did have to go back yeah. and check. But, I mean, it's a 1 in 20 chance. 1 in, like, 18 to 20 chance. So it's not that strange that we missed it. Well, uh, we've watched films that have won Best Picture. Yes, we have. Like, we watched Ben-Hur. But that it, wasn't it won our, almost every award. But that wasn't our chosen Focus. topic. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Academy Award Facts. This is the first time someone won an award posthumously. Peter Finch who was uh, the star of Network, mm-hmm. had a fatal heart attack in January of 77. Oh. So that's unfortunate. Uh, there's only been one other person who has done this, and it was Heath Ledger. And oh. Unfortunately, I want to talk about that movie, but it's going to take us a while, and we have to randomly roll it. Uh, the shortest performance ever to win an acting Oscar was also this year, Beatrice Strait in The Network. Oh. For a supporting actress. She was on screen, according to this article, five minutes and two seconds. I don't hmm. think I ever saw that film. Uh, you should. They won some awards. Network and All the President's Men both won four Academy Awards. But they did oh. not win Best Picture and Best Director. Because that went to Rocky, the movie we watched today. Okay. Uh, no honorary awards this year. That's odd. Anyways, not a lot of particularly strange Academy Award mm-hmm. facts. This year, which means we can get right on to Rocky? Really? Best Picture? Mm-hmm. I, I was surprised when I heard that I got Best Picture, honestly. So what was it up against? So it was up against, well, unsurprisingly, I'm pretty sure it's up against all the President's Men. Yes, Bound for Glory, Network, and Taxi Driver. I, Taxi Driver... I don't know that I saw any of those films. Taxi Driver is the one with Robert De Niro, where he has his famous line about... you. You talking to me? Talking to me. Which he then later parodies in the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, which is a fantastic fact. I don't know that I saw any of those. I did not see Rocky when it came out in theaters. Oh, you would not have. You probably would not have liked this movie when it came out in theaters. But if this was a blockbuster, and this was when I was in high school. Well, it wasn't necessarily a blockbuster as it were. The production budget for this film was $1 million. Which is pretty small. That's insanely small they had four times as much for advertising but i uh, definitely they call it sleeper hit but highest grossing film of the year hmm. this was a stupendous commercial success this movie well that's why it i just think as a high school kid with some expendable cash because i had part-time yeah. job it's interesting that i never didn't got go to the, i didn't go to this film hmm. with the girlfriends yeah. could have just been the genre Girls don't want to go see the ma- the movie about the punchy man. I don't know. But it's, you, you know, it's guy you, gets girl. Did you think Sylvester Stallone was cute? You know, I'm I don't you know, I don't re- <laughs> I don't remember thinking that. I don't but I I never saw the film, so 
Gotcha. Uh, as far as good movies go, uh, the American Film Institute, who is somewhat of an expert on this kind of thing, mm-hmm. when they were putting together their top ten of these various genres, this is the number two sports movie for them. Huh. The number one sports movie, they list Raging Bull. Another, another, bo- boxing, another movie. boxing movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh. On oh. that top ten list <clears throat> is Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, dear. No, wait. Is it Happy Gilmore or is it Caddyshack? It's probably Caddyshack. It's probably Caddyshack. It's probably Caddyshack. I don't know. It could be either one. That's not really a sports film. <laughs> not it's a really. Cinderella story. Well, Caddyshack definitely <laughs> involves a sport at some point. So, True. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this movie, we do kind of have to talk about Sylvester Stallone because he is significantly involved in most of this film. Right. He basically got his start as a an actual person doing film in 74 for the film where is it where is it i scrolled down why did i scroll down i knew i was gonna have to talk about this the lords of flatbush i've heard of that That was his first that was his first critical acclaim as an actor Hmm. uh Hmm. this film he wrote himself after watching a it's said that he did it after watching the championship match between muhammad ali and chuck wepner and Webner was TKO'd in the 15th round, with few people expecting him to last that long. Yeah. Not everyone says, he says it's not necessarily true, but the timing is right and everything like that. Uh, he was, uh, he found uh, two talent agents that were representing him, and he gave them the script, and they're like, this is a great script, very good job, now we need to go find someone who will let us make this into a movie. Well, I saw something that said he wrote this script in three days. Yep, three and a half days. Yeah. Oh, three and a half. Oh, oh yeah, three right. and a half. He had extra time. <laughs> the reason why it was difficult to get people to like the script was because he insisted that he be the main character. Oh, sure. And the guys who were, who his like talent guys were like, yeah, okay, we agree with you. And we will, we're willing to be insistent Mm-hmm. To studios like United Artists really liked it, and they were thinking, "Oh, sweet, we'll just stick like Robert Redford in this movie." Oh, sure, yeah, we'll just get excellent. This will this will work out great. This is a good script, and we'll just take this guy everyone mm-hmm. likes, and we'll make a right. million dollars. And they essentially landed an ultimatum of: if you want to make this movie, you're going to let this guy be Rocky. Hmm. And it eventually got there. I. Uh, Part of the reason why it got made is they kept the budget low. Sure. And uh, they were like, okay, well, if you lose money on this, mm-hmm. it's okay. Your big budget movie will make up for it. And your big budget movie is New York, New York, which actually kind of stunk. That was terrible. And they recouped their losses from New York, New York with Rocky. Sure. So it sure. kind of went the opposite direction. Because that wasn't as good of a story. No. Uh, Joe, actual Joe Frazier appears in this movie with a really fantastic looking 1976 mm-hmm. style suit. Yep, there uh, were some really good pants in this movie. There hmm. were. <laughs> I and beautiful cars from the 70s. Other people who are in this movie. Oh, I saw one car. Yeah, there weren't that many cars. It was mostly yeah. no, but they walking. were parked on the street. There were. Yeah, mm-hmm. cars I... with long hoods and long tails. So the. A yo Adrian of the film is Talia Shire. I uh, she 
you would have first seen her as Connie Corleone in the Godfather films. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that she would be in that film, what with her brother, Francis Ford Coppola. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All connecting the dots. So, All right. And then her nephew, Nicolas Cage. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, she hasn't done a ton of things, but mm-hmm. she's been in the Rocky movies and the Godfather movies, mm-hmm. and once you're in both of those, you're probably fine. Then you're probably yeah. Fine. Uh, Carl Weathers, a man that. We've seen both in good movies of the past and recently, if you've been watching The Mandalorian. Well, I only peek at The Mandalorian. He's in that movie, TV okay. show, thing. Uh, he he played actual NFL football for a year. No. Oh. But then he was Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky movies. He, uh, People may know him even better as George Dillon in Predator. <laughs> Well, that's too much. Wouldn't have come up with the character name, but... He is Chubbs Peterson in Happy Gilmore. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, yes. He... A fictionalized version of himself on Arrested Development. And then, yeah, most recently in the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. Hmm. Uh, he, in this movie, Mom said it best, he is the pro wrestler, whereas, a po- whereas Rocky is a boxer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took him getting his ass handed to him right at the start of the match for him to take it seriously. Right, right. I think they did a good job of of making uh, the Rocky character look inexperienced. They did. I think mm-hmm. I think he acted that well. Mm-hmm. This was a good movie about a good person who I want to say is lazy a little bit. Well, he takes the easy path. Yeah. You know, it's easier to be a, a loan shark than it is to work out at the gym every day. Yeah, and you fight easy fights that you can win, and you don't push yourself, and none of these are necessarily bad things. These don't make him a bad person. They make him a normal person. Right. And uh, not with this group of friends, but I've recently had a significant discussion with a different group of friends about normal people watching movies, because... The reason why Shia LaBeouf is in the Transformers movies is because normal people watch movies, and normal people are not giant robots. And so you need to relate to someone, Mm -hmm. otherwise you watch the movie and do not feel sorry for the giant robots because you don't understand their struggle. They're giant robots. In this film, Rocky Balboa is not a giant robot. He's a normal person. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is just like you could have done more, but you chosen you maybe you chose an easier route, and you get to see. Wait, I could do it. I could beat up a big guy if I wanted to, mm-hmm. and then and then the studio execs go. Actually, no, we didn't want you to get that message. <laughs> the message is not go beat up people. <laughs> but that's something that is hard to come by. It's hard to have a main character who is normal but interesting. Well, because he got lucky. He got yeah. chosen. Yeah. That's all right. But everyone could be chosen. But that's part of the miracle. It's the, it's a Cinderella story. Yeah. Huh. There's kind of not a lot to talk about plot-wise. No, there it's, isn't. Uh, Ad- Adrian's brother, Polly, is a jerk who drinks a lot and is mean. And is an angry drunk. And he's not very... 
he's not very smart and does not take opportunities when they're handed to him. You know, <laughs> point, a normal person. Yeah, point of so another normal person. Bert Young, who plays Paulie's character, that guy has done piles of work and basically never been a lead. He was nominated for best supporting actor for this film. He's been he's been working every doing work every year, films every year or television every year since 1969. And the guy has a pile of work under his belt. What's his name? Bert Young. Mm-hmm. And I recognize him from other films, but and and television, but He's never a lead, He's really. never a lead, basically. And that's okay. It's interesting, I think. It's That's something that, if you, actually, if you go back to the all-star professional wrestling, the people that, it's not the, it's not said in a derogatory way, but the people that know their place, and they know that their place is, you know, we're in the middle, or we're at the sure. bottom, and our job is to Support be entertaining, start. and yeah. when somebody needs to look legitimate, they beat us up. And that's okay. And if you can perform that role well, you'll always have work. And yeah, you'll never be the top star. But at the same time, you're very good at what you do, and you always have a paycheck. So there's something to be said for that. We also did not talk about Burgess Meredith. We did not talk about Burgess Meredith. Who was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. He's been doing things for a while. He was born in 1907. Yep. Died at age 90 and did tons of work also. He was in the Air Force during World War II, made it a captain. He was the acting president of the Actors' Equity Association in 1937-38. He established his leading man character as George Milton in Of Mice and Men in 1939. Mm. Mm. I narrated The Twilight Zone a lot. He was in the original Clash of the Titans. Wow. And fans of our previous podcast will know that we did not like Clash of the Titans. <laughs> and one would want to know that he was the Penguin in, in the original Batman. He also in the narrated, TV show. Yeah, the TV show Batman. He uh, also narrated a very good, I thought, at the time, um, TV series called um, The Silent Service. Yeah. Which was about the submarine service and very... I enjoyed it while well, I was a kid then, mm-hmm. teenager. I, no, I could have been a teenager. We didn't have television when I was a teenager. But uh, somewhere along the line, I remember watching several several episodes. Very good. Learned a lot about subs. Yeah. Did not come up fast enough for me to immediately have more information for you. Apologies. <laughs> I, so this one, definitely find it at your library if you can. This sure. a good movie. I, do you know... Which steps he runs up? It's like I was looking at it's that. the it's like the Museum of Fine Art in Philadelphia. It's the Philadelphia Art Museum. It's their art museum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, for the third Rocky movie, they made a statue of Rocky, which gets unveiled, and then Mister T comes out and calls him names. Okay. That statue was put at the top of the steps for the movie. Mm. Did they move it inside the building? No, after? it's at the bottom of the steps now. And it's a permanent fixture of the building. Okay, because people probably call it the Rocky Steps. They do, in fact, call it the Rocky Steps. So this one... Oh, wait, one more fact, because I made sure... I think it's it's a film that... uh, I mean, I think it's just part of cultural literacy for the the 70s. Yeah. Uh, 
I have one more fun fact, and this one was not off of Wikipedia. I knew this one by heart, but yo, I had to make yo sure. Yo Adrian? No, not just Yo Adrian. No, no, no. There is... So, there have been eight Rocky movies, as it were. Mm-hmm. There was Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Then they had a big break, long break. Uh-huh. Then they did Rocky Balboa, which was sort of him playing old Rocky who's fighting a new guy. And then they made Creed, which is Apollo Creed's kid getting mentored by Rocky. Mm. And then Creed 2. Okay. In the movie Creed, he has two turtles. Mm. Okay. Mm. They are the same turtles from this movie. Oh, oh. oh they're Sylvester Calvin Stallone Lake. bought and like acquired those turtles post-filming, kept them alive at his house, and they are the same turtles. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. I mean, for 20 or 30 years. They were... Through a couple of divorces. At, at time of filming uh, Creed two, they were 44. Wow, that's incredible. Okay, they lasted longer than his wives. Super economy. Yep. I love it. Uh, he also, although did not retain the uh, bull mastiff, the dog... Oh. Unfortunately, he did not retain that dog long term. But it is the same dog in Rocky II. And it was his dog. And it was his dog. Well, that's why the dog responds to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's you see yeah, that sometimes when there are children in a film and they don't respond to the actor that's playing the mother or the father as mm-hmm. if it were really a mother or father. Yeah. But this dog responded to him. Oh, yeah. All the animals did. He was real good with that. So, best picture. I think probably it got best picture because it was novel. Definitely. It was a good story. And, yes. And All it the was President's a good story. Men is a really good film. Yeah. But I think another you know, that's it was just a political drama rehashing of current events. Yeah. There definitely weren't movies like this around this time. Correct. Now, mm-hmm. following this one, you know, what with there being four more Rocky movies in fairly quick succession. Right. right. And then the Rambo movies, which weren't which, you know, were just a different way to do Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. So, no, in a vacuum... No, which I have seen. Well, I was really impressed with the simplicity mm-hmm. of the thing all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking back about, especially during the, during the major fight, <clears throat> thinking back about uh, the difference in that fight. And when Joe Lewis uh, met Tammy Moriello, uh, I think in the late 1930s, and knocked Moriello out in the first round. And Moriello was a great big Italian slob, more or less. And, of course, there was no, no television. You couldn't see it listening to it on the radio. But it just looked as if as if Moriello stood there and, and uh, Joe Lewis looked at him and pulled, a, pulled his, his fist back and let him have one, and that was it. That was the fight. <laughs> Trying to find that information for you. Joe Lewis versus Tammy Moriello. That one's, this one says 1946. I don't know if that's the is right that year. that late? I don't know. I'm going to look it up for you. I did This This is me looking things up on the fly. I did oh. not know I was going to have to look this up. Oh, oh, oh. Challenge of Joe Lewis for the world's heavyweight title. No wonder I, I spelled Lewis with a W. No wonder it was having mm. trouble finding things. Oh. 1946, he received his third world championship shot, his first try at the world heavyweight title, when he met Joe Lewis at the Bronx's Yankee Stadium. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was earlier than that. Uh, yep. He staggered him with a hard right a few seconds after the beginning, but Lewis recovered and knocked him down twice before the first round ended. Yeah. Yep. 1946 on that one. Definitely a different fight 
to yeah. go down in the first round. I think in a vacuum, like, if we had to stack this up against other movies that won Best Picture, I don't think it would win. But that's not what we're categorizing here. This right. isn't the best movie that's ever been made. Right. Because Citizen Game Kane came out before we started doing our podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, what are the other things we're looking at? Oh no, my list went away. Come back, list. Scroll down, It's list. not costumes. It's not costumes. <laughs> I always want to talk about costumes. You always want to talk about costumes. Best score, which means we get to talk about Bill Conti, guy what wrote the music. He wrote the music for Rocky and four of the sequels, Karate Kid and all of the sequels. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Bond film For Your Eyes Only. For, okay. Dynasty. Okay. And The Right Stuff, for which he got an Academy Award. Mm. Oh, okay. But not for this one. He was nominated for Best Song. This movie had a main theme, and it used it well. And I was very appreciative of that. It, it did a lot of variety mm-hmm. of that same theme. Variations on a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't just repeated over and over again. That's some good John Williams right there. He has been the musical director of the Academy Awards 19 times. Mm. Oh. So I don't think I don't think the score was doing enough for it to make it to best score. I think it, I, I think a movie would need more music in it for people to mm-hmm. consider it for best score, which is a little disappointing because sometimes you can do a lot with a little, but that's just the way I think you'd look it at it. It was good, but it was not it wasn't in the Oscar yeah. top. Uh, best original score went to The Omen. That's a scary movie that I never saw. Yep, but also in there was Taxi Driver, uh, Voyage of the Damned. Uh, if we go for uh, best adapted score is where Bound for Glory got an award. And Bugsy Malone was nominated over there. Uh, oh, I lied. Best costume design. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> uh, what do we think about the costumes in this movie? Well, I thought they were great. Well, Dan pointed out a couple times when um, Sylvester Stallone, his character, uh, you know, looks at a, a, a giant poster that's hanging in the um, boxing venue of him mm. wearing red shorts. Yeah. And he says, you know, that's wrong because my shorts are white with a red stripe. It was because they, you know, somebody got their signals crossed on what he should be dressed like for the poster and what the customers made. Yeah. And another time when he asked Adrian if she thought that... Uh, his robes were too big. His robe was too big. And my thought as a, a costume person is that his robe being too big or, or sloppy, perhaps, not as tailored, certainly, as Apollo Creed's costumes were. Ridiculous outfit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it also then, it, it gives a little bit of a flavor like his aunt made it. You know, somebody made it at home, and that's the best that they could do. They aren't really great at tailoring. And so it gives it more of a hometown feel yeah. when his his costuming things aren't super tailored. And it wasn't quite all the way to underdog hero where things are made patchwork. Right. And like his boxing gloves are 20 years old and mm-hmm. held together with stitches. Mm-hmm. And his trunks are like three different colors and mm-hmm. things like that. It didn't go full that direction, which I think would have... Well, they didn't build that as him being a hometown hero that far. One of his sweatshirts, uh, after he started training for the big fight, he's wearing a gray sweatshirt that looks like the back of it was 
hand lettered with a Sharpie marker, mm. Italian Stallion. And it mm. wasn't really clear because the, the I think the hood or his towel is around his neck. Mm-hmm. But I did notice that. And I thought, that looks like something. Because he gave himself the name. Yeah. That he would then. Write it on himself. He would, he yeah. would decorate his own clothing. And right. that seemed really logical to me. Yeah. Good costumes. I don't think it was going to win any awards for costumes. No. But this was definitely in the costumes are good enough that you don't notice that often. You're just like, oh, he looks like he should be there. I did think that Adrian's mm-hmm. costumes by the end of the film. Uh, too were, nice? They were, they were too nice. I thought that she, um, you know, if she's working an hourly rate job at a pet store. I mean, this is, I'm presuming an awful lot. And she lives, you know, with her brother who is a mean drunk. Uh, I was I was assuming that she didn't have a lot of money or she would choose not to spend a lot of money on I had on that clothing. same <clears throat> same train of thought, but I uh, I sugared it with the, with the idea that she got a little money from Stallone. Yeah, because he was being paid 150 sure. grand for this and he got like an advance and stuff. Sure. So, yeah. and they never said anything about it, which is fine because they don't yeah. always have to. Right, right. It would be worse if they had lampshaded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it also served to uh, elevate her character her, a little her bit. Her character mm-hmm. changed an awful lot. Right. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, she was a wallflower deluxe. Right, right. Yeah, I think they did a good and, job uh, of developing her character yeah. over that time yeah. period. And, open, and opening mm-hmm. her up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And... I did... I'll have to say one more thing about okay. the costume. I did like... So when he, you know he's in the, the uh, championship fight... And his coaches are wearing these shawl-collared, light red. I, I don't want to call them pink. They were like salmon color. But they were a very odd color. And the, the lettering on the back looked like uh, somebody's mom had cut out some felt letters and sewn them on. Yeah. And I it's thought... very possible. That, you know, it, it added to the underdog uh, visual effect, I think. Yeah. yeah. Last category, Best Actress. How do we think Talia Shire did? I didn't think much of her at first, but I gained a lot of respect for her character later. Mm-hmm. In the film. She was nominated. Why, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Lost to Faye Dunaway for Network. That oh. movie won a lot of things for acting. That would be a good competition. Yeah. Uh, it Network got three of the four acting awards. Wow. And had a nomination in the one that it didn't win. Huh. They were had five acting nominations across all four categories, huh. including two best actors, which I feel is cheating. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of you has to be supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Wait a minute. <laughs> I kind of agree. Like she did a good job. I don't think she. W- I don't think this. This would have had to be a pretty mediocre acting year for this to be the best actress performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I think so. Well, there wasn't enough to it, but yeah. right, still, right. what there was there but was yeah. good. It's pretty real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything else to say about this? Actually, I thought of one thing to say about this. How? It, what kind of small percentage of the movie was actually the fight at the end? It was it not was that much small. of the movie. No, that's true. In a and they burned through fifteen rounds in short order. Yeah. Which was oh, a yeah, fine so. way for them to montage it. Yeah, that was And good. you don't need to see all the rounds. Right. But you think about a more modern movie oh, yeah, right. would have would definitely put more time on the fight. And in fact, 
I have I don't remember too much of the Creed movie, but that one there's definitely more time spent on the fight. There's more like there's better camera work for, in yeah, it. We obviously. had to spend a lot of time training. I uh, <laughs> but think about things like this: how much time in the movie Miracle is spent during hockey games? Uh, a greater well, a greater, greater percentage, percentage of that movie sure. is yeah. spent during hockey games. Definitely. Is this a boxing movie? If so, little time is spent boxing. Well, like I said, no, it isn't. They spend so much time training and developing character. Yeah, getting to the the big boxing match that. Yeah. Now, what would be interesting? It's just the climax. It's just the conclusion yeah. of all of the rest of the development. What would be interesting is if we just speed ran through all of the Rocky movies because if I I'm remembering my my Rockies correctly, there is more boxing as the movies go on. Hmm. I don't recall. Well, in three and four, there is two. I know for sure in three and four, there's at least two boxing matches. Because somebody loses. This had two. Mm-hmm. Well, one it had at the very beginning. It had one at the very beginning, but that one has two with the main bad guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Because somebody loses mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, and then Rocky beats them. Right. Spoilers right. for Rocky three and four. Yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, trivial information to some degree, but the mm-hmm. amount of information you can find about Sylvester Stallone online is amazing. But. Um, his salary for this? Yeah. $23,000. Alright. Pretty interesting. That's pretty low. His yeah. salary for Rocky Three? Yeah. $7 million. Oh, obviously. <laughs> and then for most of his other movies, it was twice that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he did well for himself um, on this film. There's mm-hmm. no question. Alright. Good movie. Go watch it. All right, we want, to, we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye. Bye. Bye.